awesome friends and listeners, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic morning this fantastic Friday. I think it's actually St. Patty's Day today, so I texted that earlier, so... You guys have a great Friday. Other than that, I hope you guys have a fantastic day going on. And down here at Health Masters, we're staying busy and knocking the day along. And if you need anything, feel free to give us a call. Healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Be sure to check out one of the new kits we put together. It's aimed at maintaining healthy circulation. And it's the Spike Protein Survival Kit, which includes the Natokinese, which is an incredibly good product to maintain healthy circulation and reduce clots along with the N-acetylcysteine, healthy detoxifier, and the super potent E, which helps out with blood viscosity. So be sure to check out those three products on sale on the Spike Survival or Spike Protein Survival Kit right now for 10% off at healthmasters.com. If you have any questions, feel free to give us a call on that. And also check out the product of the week, the zinc glycinate, one of the most absorbable, if not the most absorbable form of zinc that you can possibly purchase in glycinate form. Always remember to look at the ingredients and look what they're actually putting in vitamins, especially if you're buying other products and you're not supporting Health Masters. If you're doing that, that's up to you. But make sure you're actually researching the raw ingredients because there's so many times I've looked at – I told you guys not too long ago, I've tried to actively avoid Walmart like the plague, but I was probably six, seven months ago. I had to go in there with something with lanolate at night, and I absolutely did not want to be in there. And I passed the vitamin aisle, and I thought, you know what? While I'm here, I'm going to look at what's in all these vitamins. And it was crazy to me how I started going through like 99% of the vitamins that I could find. And not only were the milligram doses abysmal, abysmal. I mean, one of the multivitamins, the first ingredient was calcium carbonate, and the B12 in it was cyanide cobalamin, and it was like 20 milligrams of cyanide cobalamin or something. I mean, it was it was it was something so minute and minor. And I was looking at it, and I was sitting there going, really? Like, this is this is the quality? And it was like, you know, $12 a bottle, buy one, get one, or buy one, get two free. And I'm sitting there just kind of shaking my head because, you know, a lot of people, they'll sit here and look at this stuff, and they'll just go, okay, you know, that's, that's what it is. I'll just buy it. I'll get it on sale right now. I'm not worried about it. And they have no idea what's actually in their products. So please do your own research. Look at the products that you're actually buying and make sure that you're actually getting a high quality quality supplement that you know is going to be bioavailable and you're not just buying some cheap Chinese synthetic garbage that essentially just sits there and uh, doesn't do anything for you because that's I mean that's one of the most important things you can do also too in other news I want to encourage everybody as well in making sure that you know your immune system stays strong as always be sure to check out the vitamin C formula and you can stack it very well with the zinc and the D3 really goes well in our healthy kit also. Another story that I wanted to break right off the news here. This is something that's very interesting. European Parliament member Mislav Kalkusik delivered a fiery speech this week slamming the global, global vaccine rollout for COVID as a massive failure. What's interesting about this is I've watched the videos. I mean, this guy's pretty much on fire. And I'll tell you, this is what he said. This is his quote. He said, and he's sitting this in front of the European Parliament, I mean, for everybody to hear, ranting about it. And he's been very vocal in the past about the nonsense that we've seen with just the total lies. And he's calling it out. Now, listen to what he says here. He goes, we're witnessing the burning of billions of doses 
of so-called COVID vaccines around the world that nobody wants anymore. Billions of euros of taxpayers' money has literally been burned, and nobody asked the citizens anything when those vaccines were bought. No one asked for a permit, not even us representatives who were elected by the citizens to protect their health and their property. It would have been better if we immediately burned all the vaccines and saved many lives and the health of the citizens. The purchase of 4.6 billion doses for 360 million adult Euro citizens was carried out in complete obscurity and secrecy full of hidden text messages, which indicates the biggest corruption scandal in the history of the European Union. It is a contract worth 71 billion euros, which was concluded with closed eyes between von der Leyen and Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, and Pfizer we all now know has already been convicted in the U.S. numerous times for corruption. Wow, this guy is on fire. I can't argue with one single thing he said. And this is exactly what they did here in the United States, same thing. And it's been a complete and total sham. And as he said, Nobody asked for us to vote on whether or not we want to spend almost $100 billion, a tenth of a trillion dollars on RNA gene therapy shots here in the United States that DARPA developed back in 2012. And it was a, why do you think it was a military operation? Why do you think it was a DOD Operation Warp Speed? It was a military operation. Ah, guys, that's why they were able to do it with such secrecy, because you have national security clause that invokes everything. That is why they were able to get emergency use without releasing any significant real data about safety and effectiveness. This is why so many people who were lied to and have got the shot now are getting unbelievably sick because nobody actually had true informed consent about what was really going on with this injection. Now you've got DeSantis, which I really – I'm still glad he's being vocal, but I'm like, Dad, I, I don't know why this isn't being barred in the state of Florida now. The physicians are not allowed to administer this. He came out now and he said – he declared that COVID jabs should not be administered to babies at all and has not been determined whether RNA vaccines combined with other childhood injections can cause harm. Duh. I was yelling about this literally the beginning of last year when this topic even came to rise. I said the RNA testing that they've done on children, they took like 30 test subjects, 30, half of which had to be pulled out of the testing because they started having side effects. The research has been so obscured with actual children, RNA vaccine testing, and yet not one single data point has ever been brought up about what happens when you start injecting RNA shots with a six-month-old shot schedule and they already get seven other vaccines, all of which have known debilitating side effects. DeSantis made the comments on the, at the press conference yesterday, admitting there's no data in any terms on how the COVID jab reacts to traditional childhood vaccines. We do not know whether babies could be harmed. I think what people who are pushing the baby jabs are like, well, we don't have evidence that it's causing, therefore it must not be, but we don't really know. I just think I think Joe did very good because we're the only state in the country that didn't do the baby jabs through our health department, DeSantis highlighted. Now, he goes on to say here, you know what? We ha we're not going to be involved in doing this because there's no benefit that's been shown. There could potentially be harm for it, but to put a six-month-old baby at risk, it's fundamentally wrong. Now, he's claiming here, and I have not been able to find this, he's claiming. 
blaming that the shots are not for six-month-olds and older in the state of Florida. I have not been able to verify that. If anybody on this listening to their show, I would love to get some data on this and actually see from injecting this at six months and what I'm saying here is being accurate or not, or if he's just making claims that we're not going to encourage it, we're not going to suggest it. But to my knowledge, the six-month-olds with RNA injections have not been stopped from pediatricians or pediatricians have not been barred. So I want to throw that out there if you guys have any more updates and data on that. And what's interesting about this is this is the three-year anniversary this week to the 15 days to slow the spread live, the complete and total fear-mongering mantra that was used by the local and federal governments during COVID-19 to literally plunge the entire planet into a full-blown lockdown, tyrannical regime. And there's no question about it. We can't sit back and pretend like it didn't happen. I've said that repeatedly to everybody, and I continually encourage you to say the same. I was looking at it earlier, and what's interesting is – do you remember when they made it essentially a crime to go to work for some people in some states, to go and visit loved ones in hospitals or nursing homes? They made it a crime. They told you it was going to be illegal to have more than six people in your or even go outside at certain times and have a nine o'clock curfew. Schools and churches and in their cars, church parking lots, listening to pastors talk on the radio on the front porch of the church. We saw pastors arrested for refusing to shut down their churches. We saw horrifying increases in suicides, drug abuse, joblessness, homelessness, childhood learning disabilities, and much more. Shutdowns ordered to complete supply breakdowns and barren shore shelves. Lives and livelihoods were destroyed. In response, the government gave away trillions in corporate world welfare, while the Fed printed out trillions more to hand to the banks for free for economic stimulus. This has led to the massive inflation that we're experiencing now and the brutal recession that is coming, and we're told this was all done for our safety. We were not told that the government was funding gain-of-function research that created the virus. We were not told that there was no proof that any of the orders would do a thing to stop the outbreak. We were 100% fundamentally lied to about a mutated flu. We knew the government's answer to every crisis to make it worse, using our suffering to push more power, blame us when their plans fail, and walk away unscathed from the carnage they created. We must never forget the domestic terrorism that was committed against us by our own government on every level. We must never trust them when they say they're protecting us. We must never stop fighting for our freedom. Fifteen days to slow the spread was a lie. Let's make today day one of never again. And that is what Spike Cohen posted on Instagram today, which I thought he's a libertarian. He has a lot of good stuff he brings out, and I thought that was extremely well written. So I want to encourage everyone, don't forget about what happened three years ago and how this entire thing unfolded and where we are today with this recession, with this inflation, with these deaths, with these spike protein blood clots that are occurring, <laughs> with what we're seeing now with the unbelievably debilitating childhood ailments that are starting to pop up everywhere, an insane rise of leukemia, sudden leukemia that's leading to death all across the country. Do not pretend like any of this was an accident. A lot of times, individuals and human beings have a tendency to go into normalcy bias, and we don't want to reflect 
We don't want to look back and analyze what happened, why we allowed some things to happen, why we went along with other things, why our actions were done and what we did to create more problems for ourselves sometimes. It's very important from a psychology standpoint to look back at things and reflect on a regular basis and say, was this the best option? Was this the thing that we did amazingly well or was it a horrific decision? If it was bad, you have to analyze it and say, I made a bad decision. I screwed up. I should have never gone along and complied with it. The problem that I have so much and why I have told you this entire government is so far-fetched corrupt is because not one single time have you heard them at any point in the last three years come out and say, you know what? We screwed up. This whole thing was complete and total debacle. We messed up. Please forgive us for what we did to everybody. We had no idea what we were doing. We were complete buffoons. We are so sorry for spending $100 billion on RNA gene therapy shots through a DOD operation that made Pfizer unbelievably wealthy and has made millions upon millions of Americans deathly sick. We messed up. We screwed up. We're sorry. Not once, not even, not even a remote apology. The reason why is because a tyrannical government will never admit they're wrong because they will never relinquish power as long as people continue to comply and go along with it. They will try to do this again. You can mark my words. And when it comes the next time, I expect way more Americans to be way more hardened, way more accurate, way more acute, and way more aggressive. The same thing that I encourage everybody to do on this show from day one three years ago that we didn't miss a single show in 2020. We never missed a lick. I didn't even miss a show when I had COVID. I would still continue to get on the show and push and encourage people the best I possibly could. I expect everyone to do the same because as Americans, we're held to a higher accountability, especially as Christian American patriots. So I encourage all of you, reflect on what happened, analyze it, and understand what was going on and what you will and won't do the next time this comes around. What do you think, Dad? Wow, great, great opening, Austin. Uh, the, the, the problem we have with the United States right now, and of course there's so many problems, the, one of the biggest problems is just compliance. The people in the United States just want to believe what they're being told, and they never question the narrative and we talked about this in length yesterday as far as the people who basically have these young children who have been vaccinated themselves, you know, for this 1986, who basically feel as though that's the correct way of doing it. And they've been basically conditioned to train to bring their child in to get the COVID shot. And, you know, if you missed yesterday's show, you really need to hear it. In addition to that, we have to understand that they had to get the shot into the shot schedule, which they've done now, because here's why. This hermaphroditic Kabbalist Luciferian agenda is about population decreasing on the planet and about creating hermaphrodites or transgenders. And, and, and once we understand that, it, it starts making more sense. When we look at it from a spiritual standpoint, you see it for what it really is, and that's basically an assault on the human population by the fallen angels. Again, like they did in Genesis chapter 6. You think, well, does it always come back to this? Yes, it has to because that's the common denominator. That's the common denominator that created this mess in Genesis 6, and these things were here before and again after the flood. It says that in Genesis chapter 6. So this is the whole key here, Austin, is that they want to make sure that they get everybody injected as much as they possibly can. There's never going to be an apology by our federal government. We know that because we know the man who's in a big lawsuit with the federal government, and the judges told him that because of national security, they cannot admit they were wrong. Well, it's not national security. It's national control. The people that are controlling the government 
through Jeffrey Epstein and through the blackmails that he did and through the FBI and what Hoover did and all the other people that have been put on these lists that are being told what to say and what to do, they're the ones that are indirectly controlling the government as front people as cutouts, and that's who's doing the show here. But they're, they're not going to come in and apologize for the hundreds of billions of dollars they've spent and given to Pfizer, which is now buying other pharmaceutical tech companies because of the money they're doing to create a giant monopoly like they've done in so many other industries like they have with Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. What they're trying to do is make sure that everybody is forced to take the shot from childhood, from birth, from being an infant on up. And that's what they've done. And when they put it into the shot schedule, they massively reduce their own liability exposure to what's going to happen to these kids. And again, listen to yesterday's show. I don't want to be be redundant and cover this again, but this is the problem that we have that's not going to change because of the American population's unwillingness to question the narrative. I mean, they won't do it. I mean, it's just, it, it, and it starts with the medical professions whose medical schools have been taken over by the same group who basically bring people in they want to bring in. They don't bring them in on, how should I say, concrete, rational thought. They bring them in on their memorization abilities. When you start questioning the narrative as far as medical school, uh, you know, you basically don't really understand, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. But when you start to see who they are and what they believe, then it becomes painfully clear that this entire country, including the medical schools and the law schools, at the higher levels of education, at the higher level schools, are all being controlled as far as admission policies. And, and you start to understand there's been a gradual you know, seeping from the Frankfurt School that has done this, that has brought us to this point where the American people can no longer think through a complex series of events and try to figure out a proper solution set. They can't do it. They're not capable of it. The concrete rational thought is gone. They just comply with what they're told to do over and over and over again like it's okay, like there's nothing wrong with it, and then they're going to be rewarded if they do what they're supposed to do. And and this is this is the mindset that they've done now with Park Avenue, you know, with, with, with what, what Freud and what you know, Bernays taught everybody as far as controlling groupthink. And it's I gotta give these guys credit. And I'm not I'm not bragging on them, I'm just saying I gotta give them credit. They have done a splendid job as far as brainwashing. I mean, what they've done to the population of the United States and what they've done as far as making people believe the lie is outstanding. I mean, Goebbels would have blushed over this. Hitler would have blushed over this. Stalin and Lenin would have blushed over this. Mao would have blushed over this. Pol Pot would have blushed over this. I mean, they all would have blushed over the fact that this propaganda has been so invasive in the population of the United States and that the American people have bought a hook, line, and sinker because they've been distracted by bread and circuses. And we talk about it so many times as far as how we've got Kim Kardashian, who's always on the front page of everything. For what reason? I have absolutely no idea. They've made this woman one of the most famous people in the world because she's got a big butt. You know, just because she has a big butt. That's the reason, right? She's got you – know, you, know, you know I'm right, Austin. And, and, you know, and they've got Katy Perry running around doing satanic ceremonies, you know, stirring cauldrons of brew in a witchcraft ceremony at the Grammys. They've got Madonna, who we don't even know who she is anymore because she shouldn't look like Madonna anymore because they put another body double in that's 18 years old. We've got that going on. All of this stuff, they don't question the narrative. Nobody says, why does Madonna look like she's 18? You know, she's you know, almost 70. You know, why does Katy Perry say she, you know, sold her soul to the devil on YouTube? And, and it's okay. It's funny, haha, because she's just joking around. Why is it that so many of the people that have these different contracts with the radio industry, they want to have them in the record industry, they want to have them sign their contracts in blood? You think, well, that can't be true, but, but it is, you know, with the highest levels. And when these people get the highest levels of these, quote, blood contracts, they're made incredibly famous. But then when they're 
clock gets clicked and they basically don't have any more productivity and they've basically killed themselves and wiped out their brains with drugs when we have a Whitney Houston. All of this on and on and on, or Jimmy Jan Hendricks or Janis Joplin or the Doors lead singer. All of this stuff goes on and on and on. I mean, back in the 60s and the 70s, if you were a rock singer, you had a very high probability of being dead before you were 30 years old. I mean, it's just the nuttiest stuff you've ever seen because once the usefulness wears out, they have to be written out of the script, exactly what happened with Joan Rivers. I talked about this yesterday. And once they start running their mouth and saying things they're not supposed to say and they come off of script, they start telling you the truth. It's like Mancow told us years ago. He said you have to – you could be either partisan. You have to be partisan. You have to be going Republican. You have to be Democrat. But you can't go down the middle and, and tell the truth about both sides. And I know when Donald Rumsfeld you know, was asked by Mancow, when Mancow was syndicated to 350 stations, what about Building 7? And all of a sudden you know, Rumsfeld says – Oh, I don't know anything about Building 7. What's Building 7? You know, the Solomon Building, just lying about it on 9-11 because he knows exactly what happened. He's a defense he's a secretary. But what happened with Mancow? He, he was taken off to stations. Now, he doesn't believe that's the reason why I do. He and I have laughed about that before, and he's not funny, but he's just, that's what I think was the primary reason because he was, too, he was too bold to ask a question like that on basically national radio on 350 simulated stations. How many millions of people were listening to Mancow that morning when he said that, and how many millions of people then woke up about Building 7? But Mancow, I don't think that's the reason. But the point is this. It's just we have this stuff going on all around us. When I finally did a show with my buddy Herman on a huge network, Herman's off the air now too, over in Clearwater. It was like 65 million households, and I said the world is being controlled by the ancient Kabbalist, Luciferian, elite synagogue of Satan – you know, Luciferian, Canaanite religions, and I did a whole 30-minute broadcast on that on TV, and Herman let me just pretty much run for 30 minutes and not say anything. He's, I mean, it was a straight, straight truth barrage, and suddenly Herman gets deluged with people asking for copies of the DVD because what happened is it was pulled off the air. Herman put it back on the air by YouTube, and YouTube contacted Herman and told him, if you put this back up again, we're going to pull all of your archives down, including every guest you've ever had. We're going to effectively eliminate this TV station from being on YouTube. I, I told you it's happened to me already. And why? Because I put out a different narrative. When you tell people that the world is being controlled by the ancient Canaanite religions, the blood cults, the blood sex death cults, which is true, when you get the common denominator and you look at it and dig it down deeper and deeper and deeper, that's what happens. Last night I was talking to some friends, and I was telling them that the people who control the banking sector believe the universe is a giant tree with branches that has got millions of points of light. And there's a giant snake wrapped up in the tree, and his name is Einsoff, and basically you got to have simulated sex to pray to him through an archangel. They looked at me like I was from another planet, like I had three heads. And I looked at him and I said, let me explain something to you. I don't believe any of this stuff. I believe these guys are completely nuts. I, I think they're looney tunes. I said, but this is what they believe. Whether we want them to believe this or not, it doesn't make a difference. This is what they believe. And uh, my friends looked at me, well, this seems crazy. And then it was funny. I said, this is what the transgender thing is all about. And then, my, and then my, and when I started talking about Barack Obama and Michelle, and what my friend said, well, I don't think Michelle's a woman. I think she's a tranny. I said, that's exactly what she is. And we all know that. Joan Riverstrait called it out. But, but this is the group that has run the planet now for thousands and thousands and thousands of years long before Israel was here. This is we're, going, we're talking going back to pre-Genesis chapter 6. We're talking about the Nephilim. We're talking about the bloodline families. We're talking about all of this stuff. We're talking about this with angel wars in the pre-Adamic race in a few weeks. I'm going to be doing a lot of work on the angel war show today. But the reality is that this is the group that has run the planet for thousands and thousands of years. So, no, 
They're not going to apologize for poisoning us with gene therapy. It's not therapy with gene poisoning, changing our DNA. They're not going to apologize for the billions and billions of vaccines that are being destroyed globally now because nobody wants them. They're not going to apologize for signing these countries up into contracts, which financially obligated them to continue to buy hundreds of millions of doses of this vaccine over the next five or six years and basically has given them no escape clause in the contract because they did it under fear. They're not going to apologize for any of that stuff because it's all about subjective the human species to a different type of DNA to change us, to, to turn us into transgenders who will be closer to their snake god, which is their highest form of expression. Remember, when they do this, this is a form of worship for them. They're, they're basically, when they force human beings to become transgenders, when they force them through chemical castration, or they force these young children to start taking these puberty-blocking drugs, there was a big broadcast on Fox last night about a girl who basically gone in and had double mastectomy. She's like 10 or 11 years old. You guys may have seen it. It was on last night. It's like at 10 o'clock with Laura Ingram. I watched part of it. I couldn't watch much of it because it got me so angry. I didn't want to have to deal with that trying to go to sleep. And, and this is the problem that we have right now with all of it is that this group is so entrenched now through all of the different countries in the world because of the central banks. And, and how do we know they didn't do the same thing with Genesis chapter 6? How do we know they didn't have the same program? I mean, it's this stuff that's just repeated over and over and over and over again. Until they make people so compliant that they don't know what else to do, except just to obey, like the mindless masses. It's like that one that one movie that was out, you know, years ago. It was like a C-rated movie, and it was that you put these glasses on, and you could see the aliens, you could see the demons inside of people, and you could see the fact that people weren't real people anymore. I think the name of the show was They Live, which was a C-rated film. It was terribly dumb, but it's turned into a cult classic. And every time you turn around, you'd see signs and you put the glasses on and it would say, eat, consume, live, obey. And then we see what happened back in the 60s with subliminal advertising. And even during the Star Spangled Banner, they would say, you know, basically obey the government, you know, you know, listen to the government. You know, the government is God and all these other crazy things. And I'm just kind of speculating because I used to know what they all said, but I don't remember anymore. And then they were, they were busted for running the subliminal advertising during the Star Spangled Banner. And what, let me explain to you what that means. For those who've never heard that term before, when you're running film, the old good old film they used to have, it wasn't digital, it was all film. You could splice in certain, you know, places in the film, you know, where it say eat, obey, love, serve the government, blah blah blah, in like one little frame. It would go by so quickly that your conscious mind would never see it. And then, so that it was outlawed because it was used to subconsciously program people. So you'd be they do it in the movie theaters, movie theaters when they're playing the, playing the previews because they want to sell more popcorn and more cold solos, colas. They would, they would, when they're playing the previews, they would splice in a picture of a soda in a hot desert and somebody dying of thirst and, and basically drink, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so you'd see the row, reel go through and you'd never, ever pick up on the subliminal. You'd never see it because it was going through so fast. But your subconscious mind is so amazingly brilliant. That our own mind has to use what's called a reticulator activator. I talked about this the other day to filter that content, but subconsciously you still picked it up. So people's sales went through the roof, through the roof at the movie theaters, people going to buy colas because they were so thirsty and popcorn, et cetera. And then that was outlawed and banned supposedly. But do they still do it? I'm sure they do. I mean, how are you going to know about it anyhow? Now with digital stuff that's going on. And so you always see this. That's why I don't like going to movies. I watched this, this sci-fi movie years ago. I'm not going to give you the name of it because it was awful. And all of a sudden, it was like they were going into this. They were in the spaceship, and they were, go, they were being transported through this wormhole down into hell. And all of a sudden, they started showing all these super fast pictures 
of the hellscape of what the people were being done to him and the torture that was being done. It was like like it was a couple frames, couple frames, couple frames, couple frames. But it was so disturbing to me, I had to close my eyes. That's why. And listen to me. I know this, sounds, this is going to sound kind of weird to you guys. Kind of sounds kind of wimpy, but this is what I do. When I go into a movie. And I'm watching previews. If it's an R-rated movie that's like a horror movie, I just close my eyes. You say, well, why would you do that, Ted? Because I don't want to see it. I mean, I lived in a haunted house one time. I told you the stories. I mean, it was real. It was legit. I'm not making it up. I don't make up anything. And, and once you experience that stuff for real, you understand that this, sub, this supernatural world that we have all around us in this different dimension is extremely real, if not more real than the one we're in right now. The Earth, you know, people call it a planet. Some people call it a realm. I don't know, you know, what the real term is for it and what God created down here. We'll cover some of that in Angel Wars. But the reality is, is that, you know, this is like a giant holographic projection that we live in. It's a giant energy field. Even our eyeballs, I'm going to share this with you, and I'm going I'm to go ahead and go to another story. Our eyeballs don't see the image that we're looking at. Our eyeballs see ways, see ways of energy, you know, in, from the image. And that's because it's, that's and then what happens. It goes into the uh, it goes into the eye through the uh, to the optic cortex, and the optic cortex creates the image and creates the reality of what you're looking at. That's why with the slit experiments that they did in quantum mechanics, that's why I talk about quantum mechanics all the time on the show. That these protons were random until somebody looked at them, and then the consciousness created a, a pattern inside of the slit and, and made these things line up. So we're not what we're in right now. This this Earth that we live on, it's not what we think it is. It's not, but but it's much more than we think it is also. It's like we're on the holodeck of the Starship Enterprise, if, if you want to use a metaphor, and, and that reality is created by the very words that we speak and the prayers that we pray and the things that we believe in. I've seen it so many times. A person talks about being is negative. They're a half-glass kind of person, and everything in their life becomes negative. It revolves around their discussion and their words, and everything goes super bad in their life. They start having all kinds of health problems, all kinds of marital problems, all kinds of relationship problems, all kinds of job problems, all kinds of money problems. And that's all they speak about. That's all they dwell about. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's what the word says. And from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when we understand that, then we realize that when we pray, we thank God. Father, thank you that I'm always at the right place at the right time every single time. I thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed beyond measure, shaken down, running over, and pressing others. My cup cannot contain it. Father, I pray for my listeners. I say you bless them and you keep them, that you allow your face to shine upon them, that you're gracious in them, that you grant them grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, companionship. And, Lord, I pray that you give them resolve and you allow them to stand fast in your word. I pray, Father, they put on the full armor of God. And no matter what happens in their life, no matter what they see, no matter what happens to them in their life, no matter what their circumstances are, they stand and they stand their ground. That's how you pray. You always pray that you want that you always pray for what you want in your life, not what you don't want. You don't pray, Lord, I pray that you know Joe doesn't get cancer. You don't pray that. Why don't you pray that Joe stays healthy? <laughs> doesn't that make more sense? Instead of praying in the negative. If we know that we are in an energy field, and if you take an atom and you blow it up to the size of a P for the nucleus, and you put the P on the 50-yard line in a Major League Baseball or football stadium. The first set of electrons, which has two electrons in orbit, would be the top of the top of the top of the bleachers on that stadium, and everything else from the top of that stadium to that P on the 50-yard line is open. It's energy. It's a pure energy field. That's why it says that through Christ, all things are held together. Because it's all energy. If you took all of that empty space out of every single atom on this planet and you took it out, you'd create a black hole, and the Earth would be the size of a softball. That's how much energy holds everything together in the way 
our programming that we have in this world, this, this whatever this earth really is, works. And so this is like a, God created a Garden of Eden for us to be in. And I'm going to talk. I'm going to go into detail, you know, with angel wars about what happened with Satan, what happened with Satan in the pre-Adamic flood, before that, all of the other things, and how he fell from grace, and how a third of the angels came after him, actually tried to usurp God's authority and stage a coup d'état, and how we had this giant galactic battle going on, and it could have gone on for thousands of years. We have no idea. The Bible doesn't specify that, but it, but God won the battle because Satan is not on the present. God saw it coming. He knew what was going to happen, and that was it. So once we understand what we're in and what we're doing here, then we start to realize that the most important thing in our lives is to bring, God, bring honor and glory to God and to serve him and obey his commandments, for that is the sole duty of man. It's important that we understand that, that we're only here for a little while anyhow. And it's kind of like if we're not doing what we're supposed to do while we're here, what's the point of even being here? Does that make sense? Because James says it this way. We're but like a vapor, like a mist. It's only been here for a very short period of time, and then we're gone. Yeah, it's just important that we always think about God first and that we have a relationship with God. God is an omnipresent being that permeates all of the known universe all at once. And it, not only does he permeate it right now, he permeates it in, pa- in the past and in the future. He's omnipresent. He is in the Garden of Eden. He's in the Book of Revelation. He's here with you now. He's everywhere all at once. He doesn't wear a time watch. He just he, there's, It's like they call it the eternal now where he is, and he's, just, he's omnipresent. He sees it all at once. He sees the entire cascade of your life occurring, the entire fractal timeline of your life occurring at the same time from your birth to your death, all of it at the same time. He sees all of it at once. And that's why he's always trying to guide your footsteps. My footsteps are ordered by the Lord. That's why I pray that for you folks, because I understand that if your footsteps are ordered by the Lord, God's going to walk you through the fractal timeline of the possibilities and choices that you have according to his will, not your will. And when you understand how he does that, you start to understand very quickly that you need to be led by the Holy Spirit, because we have an incredible opportunity because of the New Testament, because of what Jesus did, because of what God did, because the Holy Spirit, God himself through the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you and leads you and guides you. That's why you got to be so careful. That's why you got to be so discerning. I mean, how many times have you talked to somebody? And I, I know I'm getting real preachy this morning, but I don't care. How many times have you talked to somebody and you feel something ain't right with this conversation? Okay. How, do you, how many times have you talked to somebody and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will say to you, that person is lying? That person is not who you think he is. That person is here for you know nefarious reasons. That person is not a good person. Watch yourself right now. Don't get into this boxing ring with a professional. I got your back. I'll step in in front of you. But you need to be careful and make sure that when you do things, that you do things right and that you understand who you are in Christ. Guys, we're only here for a little while. It's just a matter of time, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna pass on and be with God in glory, like my wife Sharon has already done. You know, so we have to understand what are we gonna do while we're here? Are we gonna bring honor and glory to God? Are we gonna be the best that we can be for Christ? Are we gonna be that? Or are we gonna be compliant with what the world tells us to do? The God of this age is Lucifer, period. And that's why it says, had the God of this age known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory because it created an omnipresent God's blood that created this energy field around us that restores our DNA all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's why it's important that we always acknowledge who God is and who Christ is in all of the areas of our life. That's why it's important that we remain positive all the time and realize that this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it because if we do that and we do it on an ongoing basis and we realize that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, what happens is we create like a body armor around us from the word of God, the armor of God, what it says, that basically protects us against the fiery darts of the evil one. And this is how we're supposed to live our lives. 
And so when you're feeling that something's not quite right with the conversation, something's not quite right with somebody that you know, something's not quite right with what somebody, somebody's telling you, something's not quite right with what they're doing, something's not quite right with what someone is trying to force you into, like wearing a mask. You understand why we were so adamant about that, me and Austin? I mean, we walked out of so many places. We were in the hospital having Austin's left hand set. We were in the hospital sitting there, and they wanted us to put a mask on in the reception area. We both refused. They threw us out in the hallway <laughs> at Florida Hospital in Orlando. They threw us out into the hallway and said we could have broke wrist. Pardon me? With a broke wrist. With a broken <laughs> wrist. With what, what, what even a cast. And made us sit out there. And finally, the head, I, I walked to the person. I said, you realize the liability exposure you're setting up? He's got no cast on. And so then the head administrator came out and said, why don't we walk you through real quick? Just get you, get you guys out of here because we weren't going to comply. So we're not asking you guys to do anything that we haven't done. We told you these stories on the show. And that's what we've got to understand. You've got to stand your ground. And say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be compliant. I'm not going to go blissfully down the hallway of senile dementia by taking all these horrible drugs and heart disease and blood clots and everything else because you tell me it's okay. I'm not going to inject my children with a doggone mRNA shot for absolutely no reason whatsoever when COVID is not even dangerous for kids in the vast, vast, vast majority of the cases. Why would I take a risk like that? So learn how to say no. And one more thing I want to tell you because I, I got preachy here. I went too long. Listen to me, friends. I want to thank you for supporting the Ted and Austin Brower show. I do. I mean, I mean, I know I get on a rant like this every once in a while because I have to tell you the truth about who you are in Christ. I really do. I have to tell you who you are. I have to give you hope in Christ Jesus because as this world does all these crazy things around us, we're standing steadfast. We're in a raging torrent, but our lifeboat is tied to a huge pillar in the water with us, and we're in the eddy around it. And the raging waters around us, but we're in the calmness and the stillness of the water because we're tied to Jesus. And when you're tied to Jesus, and he's your lifeboat, and he's your, he's your comforter, and he's your friend, and he comes to you whenever you call him, and he listens to you every time you pray. You start to realize very, very quickly that we're not of this world. So always remember that. So thank you for supporting the Ted Nelson Brower Show. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for forwarding this to your friends. You know, and, and why isn't this sermon that I just preached to you today, why isn't this being preached on Sunday morning? I'm going to ask you that. Why is your pastor not telling you what I just told you? We have so much power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you all the days of your life once you accept him. So accept Christ. Tell him, ask God, Lord, I accept Jesus who he said he is. I ask him to come into my heart. I ask him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I ask you to forgive me for the sins that I've committed. I repent, and I'm going to do the best I can, Lord, to walk with you all the days of my life. Does that mean you're going to be perfect? No. None of us are. We're all having to deal with this while we're here. But the reality is we can do the best we can and always talk about him, can't we? All right, Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Oh, you're spot on, and that's why I'd encourage people repeatedly to stay away from the entire mass compliance because it was way more nefarious than everybody tried to play it off. That's, that's right. So many people tried to play it off and downplay They did it all the time. I talked to people, well, listen, Austin, it's not that big of a deal. Just go along with it. I'm like, no, I'm drinking a bottle of water. I'm going to continue drinking a bottle of water all day long. I'm going to be the most hydrated individual walking around here because I'm drinking water. That's, that was the way to get around a lot of that stuff because then people go, you got to put a mask on. I said, I'm drinking water, buddy. Calm down. And then walk away. Did that? I don't, know, I don't know how many times I did that in situations, and it worked fairly well. But it wasn't the fact that I was just not wanting to wear a mask because I didn't care about people's health or safety, and I was a grandma killer. It was the fact that, A, I knew they didn't work. B, it's not healthy at all to sit there and 
recycle recycle your own air with a dirty mask for six, seven, eight hours a day. I remember I, I was in Walgreens one time. It was when I was getting a prescription filled for the ivermectin, pretty much to have on standby. And there was a lady that came in there. She's all hunched over, tells she didn't feel very good. I'm like, Gah. trying to kind of maintain my distance. And she's got this blue one, the blue mask on, the recyclable ones. are not recycled. They're not recyclable. They're disposable ones. And it was so dirty around her nose and mouth. And I watched her do it probably a dozen times while she was standing. She was coming in to get her next COVID shot. And I'm looking at her. And it was filthy. And you'd watch her do it. She'd take her hand. She was touching the rail, touching stuff. She'd take her hand, grab her mask, pinch it with her two fingers by her nose and mouth, and pull it out and put it back up again because it kept falling. The mask was so dirty. I've seen cleaner masks laying out in parking lots. I'm not exaggerating. I'm sitting there looking at her, and I'm like, I'm about to get nauseous. I'm like, you have that on your face. Like, this doesn't get more disgusting. She goes, I'm here for my next coach. Uh, excuse me, ma'am, what do you need? I need my COVID, I need my COVID shots. They go, oh, you need your COVID shot? Yes. <laughs> she's coughing. I'm like, God, just give me my, give me my prescription so I can get out of here. Blah. And she sits over in the corner, and she pulls her mask back up again and pulls her mask back. It's falling while she's trying to breathe and labor breathing. And I sat there, and I thought to myself, after I got over the fact that she was no longer close enough to me for me to really catch any nastiness from her, so I'm like halfway across the room, and I thought, how mind-controlled can you be? Example, right in front of you. That's how bad it can get to where you literally believe every single lie you're told to the point you're willing to walk around in a filthy, probably E. coli-infested mask while you go get the next RNA experimental shot because – you're told to do so. Like dad brought up earlier with the subliminal messages in the Star Spangled Banner videos, trust the government. God is real. The believe in government God. Rebellion will not be tolerated. Obey, consume. It's right there. You see it right there on the Star Spangled Banner. You look up the videos on it, slow it down. It has been numerous videos that have been done on this on a regular basis. And this is just, that was back from what, I think the 60s when MK Ultra started to the CIA. That's old stuff. That was all post-World War II when they started figuring all this 50s. stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from, from Goebbels in the 50s. And that's what they sign off with every night on television from what I've read. That's what they finished every single night. That's what they came with. And they got all this information from Joseph Goebbels and the Nazis because they were – the one thing about Germans, because I'm German. I love my German family. I love the German country. I'm absolutely appalled to see what it's turned into over there. It's an embarrassment. But – they are meticulous about taking notes, and that's what happened after World War II is all these black ops that got over there, and they started going through all this Nazi information. They went, golly, guys, this is a gold mine. We not only are figuring out what they were doing with experiments. We're understanding deep, deep psychological manipulation and what they actually did and how they did it to a fine print detail analysis. And, of course, what they do? Oh, Operation Paperclip. Hey, all you scientists, all you guys who are working on stuff, oh, we're going to bring you back to the United States and implement you with the CIA and start having you do the exact same thing you did in World War II and do it here in the American populace. That's what I told you before. All wars are banker wars. World War II was a complete and total sham. It was funded by the same sides. They knew exactly what they were doing. They do it every single time, and that's why I intentionally encourage everyone to ask questions. Read different experiences and approaches. The same thing when it comes down to the Civil War. Same thing when it comes down to World War II. Do not always believe everything you're told because in most cases, if it's the mainstream narrative the, you know, story, 
it's more than likely a complete and total lie. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting now, another article has come out discussing the fact that more targets are shutting down in Philadelphia. And this is happening all across the country. I talked about this before. I mean, they're shutting down. It's another like 25,000 square foot Philadelphia target. It's interesting. The Wawa right down the street has been shut down for it. And of course, every single report that comes out and says, well, we're, we're shutting it down because of declining performance. No, what's happening is they're having massive grand scale looting on a regular basis. I mean, that's, that's what's happening. You can, you can re, re-describe it and rename it any way you want. You're having failed policies and failed states. Notice we're not having massive targets in Walmart shutting down in Florida. You're having it happen in California. You're having it happen in New York. You're having it happen in Philadelphia. You're having it happen in Chicago and Illinois. It's in the failed states that are intentionally being imploded. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because this is a very interesting thing that kind of popped in my mind because targets are big. I mean, let's be real. Targets were big facilities, 25,000 square feet. Walmart supercenters get even bigger than that, much, much bigger than that. Amazon's have been shutting down. I saw another article here, and it was discussing that uh, basically that we're seeing – uh, stores over 800 major retail stores are expected to close in 2023. Amazon, Bath and Body, Target, Macy's, Walmart, Big Lots, list goes on down the line. Bath and Bad Bath and Beyond is planning to close 416 locations, more than any retailer on the list. Ironically, about this down here in Florida, where it's booming in Lakeland, I <laughs> had the unique privilege of going to Bed Bath and Beyond the other day with my wife for a very short minute. <laughs> I'm just going to give you guys a story. So we were with the kids. Went out to go eat lunch, took him to the park, running around, and Landon goes, hey, I need to grab a couple of utensils from Bed Bath & Beyond for the kitchen. And I said, okay, do your thing. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, go inside. I'm, just, I'm not really into Bed Bath & Beyond. Well, I'm sitting in a truck with my son, Hunter, and Landon's inside with Kendall. And this is the same Bed Bath & Beyond that we used on our registry back when Landon and I got married 10 years ago. Well, Hunter goes, I got to go to the bathroom. I went, all right, whatever. Let's go inside real quick. I walk in Bed Bath & Beyond. It literally looked like a skeleton ghost town. Bed Bath & Beyond, when I saw it eight, nine years ago, there were racks to the ceiling with inventory by the hundreds per item as far as you could see with walls and walls of shelves. I walked in there. The place looked like an emptied-out Sam's Club. There's just there's nothing. One in two items, one on the shelf, one demo display, one underneath it. This is in Florida, guys, in a booming city. And I'm looking at it going – this is a serious issue. What do you start doing with all this infrastructure? We start having hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of these facilities. And granted, are they going to be used in the old, the old, you know, conspiracy story that came about? You know, are they going to be using these for, you know, FEMA camps? They talked about in the WalMarts back in 2015. I don't know. I remember a lot of that stuff was going on with Jade Helm. Jade Helm came and went, but it was definitely a very, very disturbing exercise that a lot of people still don't talk about. If you guys recall, just just a backstory on that, Jade Helm was an operation that included seven states, and it was the largest military exercise on U.S. soil in recorded history. It was primarily composed of the 82nd Airborne Division. If you guys know anything about military in the Army, the 82nd Airborne Division is the infantry division of the United States specializing in parachute assault operations into an area that's essentially restricted or denied where the U.S. Department of Defense requires response to crisis contingencies anywhere in the world within 18 hours. They're an airborne assault team. That's what they are. They're not humanitarian. They're an airborne assault team. And so this was what primarily made up the Jade Helm exercise, and they dropped in 
and basically Utah was listed on their sheet that got released. Utah was listed as a hostile state, being red, ironically. Texas was listed as a hostile state, being red, ironically. California, Nevada, Colorado, and Arizona were all listed as being permissive. New Mexico was uncertain, leaning hostile. And this was a massive, massive operation that lasted months. And if you remember Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, and a whole lot of other people brought down a lot of questions about this, why you had the 82nd Airborne Assault Team operating in seven states, basically stating that, you know, we have insurgent pockets and we have red states that are hostile and uh, figuring out how to handle them from a domestic terrorism standpoint. They claimed it was to give them better battle strategies in the Middle East. It was not that. I've talked to numerous people in the military. It was it was, it was was a war game. It was a war game to figure out what would happen if you had to drop the 82nd Airborne in to the center part of the United States and western United States and how they would handle this situation when they were given what states are hostile, how they would do house clearing, how they would do cordon searching, and it went on from there. Now, are they going to use some of these facilities for FEMA camps? I have no idea. I've heard people brought that up before over the past in these giant Walmart super centers. Are they? No idea. You make your own decision on that. But I do know one thing. Jade Helm was a very real exercise with the 82nd Airborne. Talk to guys that were involved in it. Very, very interesting operation if you want to do more research. And I find it very interesting as well that now what we have seen, and you just got to look at this. First, with COVID, they destroyed the mom and pops. Well, actually, I take that back. Let's rewind. 10, 15 years ago, they started working against the mom and pops. You know, I knew a company or a store, local store that had been in Auburndale for decades, Lynn Green. Awesome store. Great people there, family-owned, all kinds of inventory. We always used to say if you couldn't find something in Auburndale, Lynn Green had it. I mean, I'm all the way back from dad when he was young. He used to tell me the same thing. We used to go there all the time. I mean, anything. Come up. You need something, a bolt, a nut, anything. They had it. It's out of business now. Every, all the big, you know, Lowe's and Home Depot, they put them out of business. Well, then you had COVID come in. Then he had, well, Lowe's is essential and Walmart's essential, but hey, hey, mom and pop, you guys over there, you know what? You're not essential. We just, we, we deem you not essential because, well, it's for your safety. You got to remember, we're putting you out of business to protect you. That made zero sense, but they did it. Then all of a sudden, we had the population that has now been completely dependent on the mega box stores over the last couple of years. Amazon, Costco, Walmart, they all have taken the cake as the highest retailers in the entire country now. Mom and pop stores don't even make a blip on the radar in retail sales anymore. That's why I really appreciate everyone supporting Health Masters for the direct support we try to give our customers, including the show with no commercials and over the phone and on the website with the highest quality subs and staying away from these big box stores as much as you possibly can. I appreciate that. And then you go into what we saw with these now superstores. Now, after everybody's been relying on them now, and everybody's been using them, and everybody is giving them record amounts of money, now all of a sudden they've had declining performances allegedly because of crime. So now what are they doing? They're shutting them down. Well, now who do people get supplies from now? Hmm? Who do people get baby formula and diapers? How do they go and go shopping and clothes? Oh, well, you know, I'm sure the problem accident solution group, <laughs> they'll come out pretty soon and say, oh, well, the all-powerful government, we're going to put some type of Amazon-funded super center, mega center, so it'll be in your 15-minute city. You don't have to worry about going anywhere. You can simply walk out your door, and we'll just drone ship you packages, or you can take the bus to the local Amazon super center, and then you can buy what you need with your EBT card and your, you know, your central um, reserve currency that's uh, digital now like they've already been doing over there. They've been testing it out in Africa. I saw this the other day. There's an article in Nigeria. Nigeria, they launched nearly a year and a half ago with a full 
digital currency rollout. Nigeria has been the first country in Africa to implement CBDCs, and the rollout didn't go according to plan at all. Is only 0.5% of Nigerians, 217 million citizens, wanted to use the CBDCs. The lackluster uptake of the ENR by the public prompted the central bank to implement withdrawal limits on the amount of cash that citizens can take out of their bank accounts in attempt to push the cashless Nigeria policy. This happened right now. It started like a year and a half ago, mainly last year is when it really started pushing back. Under the new laws put into place on January 9, 2023, citizens can only withdraw a maximum of 20 nares, which is like $43 in cash per day, with a weekly limit of 1,000 nares, which is like $217 per week. The CBN also issued new NARA banknotes with the intention of curbing inflation and money laundering. Okay, yeah, right, okay. This is what they always tell you. We're going to take the big de- de- denomination bills and give you smaller ones because we're going to stop black market, you know, drugs and laundering all the bad stuff guys you know because the the bad people are doing weapon laundering no the u.s government through the cia and Mossad are doing the weapon laundering through ukraine and ukraine's going through the black sea and dumping into africa let's be real we all know where the black market weapons come from and it's primarily the united states you don't believe me watch lord of war you can do any research or talk to any contractor this has been in the defense department that will actually talk to you they'll tell you the united states is the largest arms trafficker in the entire world to date i can back those up with people if you ever meet me in person on here Nigerians had until 2024 to exchange their old higher denomination banknotes for new currency, but limitations with distribution resulted in the CBN announcing it would extend the deadline to swap the notes. It had until February 10th. After that date, NARA holders would only have additional seven days to deposit the old larger notes and turn in the 1,500 and 200 NARA notes. Think about that for a second. The 200 NARA notes, you're looking at like, you know, dollar. This is a joke. This is all they want them to be able to use. They want to push everything to digital currency. Now they're in massive revolt in a lot of places over there in Nigeria because they're trying to push this. Exactly what they're doing is a beta test to see what they can do here. That's why I said before, keep cash alive. Keep coinage alive and doggone it. Keep gold and silver alive. Absolutely. That will always be here. That is one of the reasons why you watch gold bottle rocket today with the way the weird markets have been. Because at the end of the day, an ounce of silver is always an ounce of silver. Period. No question about it. It's not a digital currency. It's not a Bitcoin. It's not anything. It is a physical ounce of silver that you're holding in your hand that has been mined out of the ground, refined and stamped in coinage or bars, and you have it in your hand to be able to trade or barter. Because no matter what they want to tell you guys, the metaverse, all this crazy stuff, oh, yeah, we're going to sell you know a, a digital painting of a monkey for $75,000. That's totally cool if you want to buy that trash. But again, ounce of silver, it's always an ounce of silver. It's in your hand right now because last time I checked, we live in reality. We don't live in the metaverse as hard as they want to push everybody in this digital world. I'm not there. You're not there. Don't plan on being there ever. So again, use discernment and use wisdom, especially when you see a lot of this stuff happening, and make your own best decisions on how to handle yourself. Not giving you any financial advice, just encouraging you to make sure you ask questions about what's really going on. Because this whole bank thing, guys, it's not – It's t- as much as they want to play the fear card – and they, oh, this came out of nowhere. Silicon Valley Bank, they don't know what they're doing. They made bad bets. They had to sell all these bad mortgages. Oh, my gosh. Guys, they knew exactly what they're doing. They did it the whole time. Every single time the Fed pumps up inflation or pumps up the interest rate, we always end up going into recession or we end up having a market crash. They do it every time. Pump and dump, pump and dump, pump and dump. And what they've done now over the last 30 years, they've been able to consolidate and pretty much own every single company in the entire world through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, which means 
you got to figure out your best way to operate out of the system if you need to do so and be self-sufficient. This is why I've encouraged people, and I say it all the time, have a gear bag with supplies that you need for your environment. Always keep hard maps in your bag because I don't trust GPS ever. Always make sure you have backup food supply. That's where the organic food buckets I have are a great staple, and there's also other options you can do that are smaller that you can keep with you. Always keep backup water filtration, and always, always, always have a backup exit strategy in situations where you're traveling or going somewhere in the ability that you can't get home or something doesn't work or a system goes down. I've always told people whenever I travel, I'll always bring a little bit of silver with me. Just period. It doesn't matter where you go. Silver Eagles are well-recognized anywhere. Though if cards don't work, I don't have cash, or I, or I don't have enough cash, hey, guess what, man? Here's a couple Silver Eagles. Here's a little bit of this. Here's a little bit of that. Need gas. Need fuel. Need to rock and roll. Let's ride. Encourage you all to use wisdom and make your own decisions that best fit for you. Thank you so much for keeping Health Masters alive and strong because we will be here as we have been for over 40 years. We're not stopping. They're not shutting us up, and nobody's going to tell us what we can and can't say, hence why we have no sponsors except our Health Masters listeners and customers. And for that, I thank you, my friends. If you need anything, give us a call, healthmasters.com. Check out the products that we have on sale right now, including the product of the week, the zinc glycinate. And also give us a call if you need anything or have any questions whatsoever. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. Y'all have an absolutely fantastic, blessed Safe Friday, great weekend. Enjoy yourselves, whatever you're getting involved in with friends and family. We'll talk to you again on this show. Monday, as always, my friends. Have a good one. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.